0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Race and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian-American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Sophie. I'm Ava. I'm Lauren. And I'm Grace. And before we get started, I just want to thank all of our listeners for getting us to 760 downloads. It's really amazing that we're growing so quickly, um, so I just want to say thank you for that. And actually, to those who don't know, the first episode I ever led was actually a K-pop episode, and... So now we're finally doing um, part two, where we take a deeper dive into the K-pop industry and the darker side of it, I guess. And since Ava doesn't know anything about K-pop, we'll just uh, quickly explain our definitions of K-pop to all of those who don't know.
1: I mean, I guess I'll start. Um, I was first like introduced to K-pop um, in a really funny way. Uh, my non-Korean friend, asked me if I was into K-pop because I was Korean. And I didn't really know much about K-pop. Um, she liked BTS and she would show me blood, sweat, and tears like every single day. Um, but prior to that, I would always see like K-pop music videos in Korean restaurants. So if you ever go eat at like a Korean place, they usually have something playing on the TV. And uh, that one time I went, it happened to be EXO's Growl. And those were like the two memories um, I have. So I would say K-pop is basically like a more advanced and a better version of the Western music industry. And I say this because I feel like um, the actual artists themselves have to go through so much training in order to get to that certain level. And they're so talented and um, they work extremely hard. And I think that... K-pop is kind of better because their concepts and their outfits and music videos and everything is just higher quality. So that's how I would define K-pop.
0: Yeah, same with me basically. Um I would say it's like a more intense version of western pop and I agree with Grace. I think it's better than western pop because um uh I feel like the people who are performing in these groups they have a lot more training. And it just, the performance is just um, a better experience, I think. Like, um, they really put a lot of work into their music videos and their performances. Like, they sing and dance at the same time, which I think is really cool. So that's, like, one of the big differences. I feel like their music is more elaborate, and I personally prefer that. So I'd say it's, like, like, yeah, an upgraded version of Western pop.
2: I think it's a very, like, produced situation, because... From their looks to their, like, future plans, like, two years in the future, their um, albums, their everything is so planned. And, yeah, it's, like, very, I don't know, like I said, produced.
3: Yeah, wait, okay. when you say the music is, like, more elaborate, what do you mean by, like, that? Like, the um, qual, like, the style or, like, the actual, like, lyrics and stuff?
0: Right. I think, I think it's a combination of the two. I feel like the lyrics, mm-hmm. they yeah, a lot of songs have a lot more like deeper of a message than you would oh. think if you don't know uh, Korean. But also, I feel like they add in a lot more like subtle details. Like if you guys have listened to like uh, NCT's From Home, they have a lot of hidden vocals in there where they like harmonize with each other, which I think is really cool. And I don't hear that a lot in Western pop.
1: I feel like with Western pop, um, I feel like all the lyrics are mainly about love, whereas in K-pop, a lot of the lyrics tend to be about other things, especially BTS. Specifically, their lyrics are based off of books sometimes, and I thought that was really cool. Um, like I said before, it's very heavily produced, so that means that they
2: have a whole team of producers working on their songs, And, like, with backgrounds of theirs, like, ranging from classical to, I don't know, electronic. So I think it's just that they are really well-staffed and that they have all of that um, experience with the staff. Um, I think you can definitely find stuff in Western music that is like that. It's just that it's definitely more common in K-pop that it is that heavily produced with many different kinds of many different genres being influenced
1: yeah i think it's kind of obvious that all three of us are big fans of k-pop so i think that i want to kind of spice it up by bringing up a downside which is that it is really produced so some people might not like it for that reason um there are definitely people who don't like pop and then k-pop is just a more like i guess poppier version of western pop so i think that's why some people don't prefer it i mean i'm not like the biggest fan of k-pop i love korean music
0: right and like on the topic of downsides with this really competitive industry uh there are a lot of downsides that actually aren't talked about too often and that kind of includes uh the mental health of k-pop idols um one example is Mingi from ATEEZ right now he's on mental health break and he's been gone for a while and his company like allows that like I think his company is like okay with um uh mental health breaks and stuff like that but a lot of k-pop idols aren't that lucky so um a lot of them have uh like mental health problems because they're so uh like overworked and there's a lot of stress that comes with the industry. Have you guys um, heard about that? It's kind
1: of like two parts because I think that there's this pressure to look a certain way and then there's pressure to perform a certain way. So it's probably like an immense amount of pressure. Um, The fact that like their job is to not only be like really good at singing and dancing and rapping, but their job is also to like kind of look good and to kind of be the definition of whatever beauty standard there is um i can't even imagine like going through that and it's not even like they were born that way cuz nobody's you know born perfect they kind of have to like work for it and it's just so complicated and I try to put myself in their shoes, but I honestly can't imagine what it's like to be under all of that pressure. Um, I think it's definitely gotten
2: better. Um, especially with people pushing for that, and there's been more awareness for sure. But um, in the past, it's been really bad. Like um, a member of Shiny, his name is Jonghyun and he committed suicide because of. His mental health being neglected by his company. Similarly, Sully from F X. She also committed suicide under the same company. So I think it's definitely gotten better,
0: but it's still a fight, you know. Right. I remember hearing those stories about the K pop idols, and I feel like, like when people become fans of K pop, sometimes they overlook um, the fact that idols are like still people. <laughs> I guess they don't treat them like people, which I think adds a lot to the stress. Like we're never gonna know um exactly what they're like. We're not gonna actually know who they are because we just see um what they put out on stage. And some people maybe don't realize that. So I think as fans, some some fans just take it like too far um by putting so much pressure on these K pop idols. So I think it it would also be better if more people could realize that. Uh Mm-hmm. Cause, like I
1: feel like a lot of K-pop idols that we know and love, especially the ones from the bigger groups, they're, like, getting to the point where they should, like, be dating and they should, you know, choose to get married uh, if they want to, to whomever and start a family if that's what they want to do. Or even if they want to, like, stay single forever, they should still be able to, you know, go live their best lives and I think a lot of the times, the reason why they can't do that is because of the fans. And that's, I don't know, I feel so bad.
0: No, totally. Yeah, this is kind of segueing to the next point, which is like um, strict rules slash company rules. I know a lot of them, uh, by them, I mean, big K-pop companies have uh, dating bands and stuff. And even if those were lifted, you know, I feel like the fans make it really difficult to even like have interest in someone cuz then you know fans get jealous and i've heard stories of like say jungkook from bts has a crush on this person and the fans find out then they start sending this girl um death threats or something like i've i've heard of crazy fans sending death threats to their idols um interest because mm-hmm. they think that they have a chance or something they're like <laughs> jealous which is so crazy like Oh my God, that's so sad. I mean, we all have celebrity crushes
1: and I just hope that one day these K-pop idols can just mention one of their favorite actresses without a bunch of like crazy fans going and sending the actress like a bunch of, you know, hateful messages. It's so sad. And it's also like really embarrassing for the K-pop idol, I feel like. Just imagine, you know, I guess, being known for having these like crazy fans i don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing because i've never had 200 million fans before but you know out of those 200 million people not all of them can just be like innocent good people there's probably some you know crazy people in that mix
2: yeah like really recently win-win from nct um he was out with um, a couple of female friends, like, just reuniting childhood friends, whatever. And there was a stalker fan or someone who was taking videos and photos of them. And the next day, he had to release an apology saying, I'm sorry I hung out with my friends. Yeah. And, like, it's so stupid to me that they have to apologize for, like, doing normal human activities. Like, interacting with people who aren't in the media and, like the fact that it was like a stalker is more concerning like that's what the media should be worried about opposed to him hanging out with his friends
3: yeah definitely i think i don't really know much about k-pop at all but the one thing i do know is that like there's crazy fans like it's kind of sad that that's like sort of the one thing that i know and it's just that they have a really i mean some of them not all of them but some of them can be pretty extreme you know
1: I don't know if you guys have watched the K-drama True Beauty, but the story um, was actually based off of the comic. And I've been reading the comic, and it's a really interesting story because, you know, it's about all of this stuff, but one of the characters, he's really good at singing, so he gets signed to an agency, he's trying to become a singer, and then once he becomes really famous... Um, this entire thing happens with this stalker. And it's so, so scary. Like, I try to put myself in that character's shoes and I genuinely couldn't. Like, imagine somebody being so obsessed with you and they don't even know you. I just, I'm, I'm genuinely concerned for so many K-pop idols' mental health as well as the mental health of those, like, crazy stalker people.
0: Right. I feel like, like, can you imagine always being watched? Like, uh, so many K-pop idols get mobbed and stuff. And an example, this is Enhypen. We did talk about this in the first episode, but when they first debuted, they were at the airport and they got mobbed. Um, and, like, all of them cried afterwards because it was really stressful for them. Because, like, just remember, they're kids. They're still kids. One of the members is only 11 days older than Lauren. Um, which is just crazy. Yeah. And it was really sad seeing that because if you look at like uh, media footage, the members are like trying to protect each other because they were genuinely scared, which is not okay. Fans shouldn't be treating people like that. Um, so I think that's that's really messed up and uh, kind of segues into the next point, which is like uh, growing up in the industry. And I say that because in they're obviously still kids. So they are growing up in this industry Um, And another example of that would be Jungkook from BTS. Uh, And I feel like growing up in such a harsh industry must really do some stuff to your uh, development and mental health. I know Jungkook has like talked about it, made a song about it even (laughs) called uh, My Time, where he talks about feeling like he kind of missed out on his childhood, like he's going too fast because of this intense industry because here he is he's he's still young and he's like the most famous person in the world like can you guys imagine that
2: bro or sophie our other friend camalie and i were out the other day and we were talking about how um we're worried about like these young kids going into k-pop like um nikki from in hypen because i was saying like we're basically twins you know like the same month whatever but um you're having all these developmental experiences as a teenager and if you're missing out on that and you're being trained to always be acting a certain way because you're always being
0: watched like how will that affect you when you're an adult like that kind of thing oh yeah we had that discussion yeah and I feel like Jungkook what happened to him is probably happening to Nikki because I know uh um they're both like same company and stuff and like I'm I'm worried about the young people growing up in k-pop like like lauren said they're always being watched so there's a lot of rules that they have to follow and things to remember that like it's hard to just be a kid so i feel like uh yeah k-pop idols who are starting really young probably miss out um on their childhoods i was
1: hanging out with my friends last night and i was just kind of looking around. I was like, hmm, wow, this is, like, really nice. We were all in uh, Lauren's backyard around a little fire. And I don't know. In these, like, teenage, cheesy, like, uh, growing up, you know, rom-com type of movies, you always see kind of, like, a character development arc. And I think even though not, even though, like, not everyone is the main character, um, it's, I feel like everybody deserves to experience one of those moments. Like yesterday when I was, you know, hanging out with my friends, I kind of had this realization like, wow, I love my friends so much. Like, they're so cool. I love being around them and I want to be friends with them forever. And I want to, you know, stay out late at night and I want to go to the mall and do fun things. And the fact that some of the people that, I look up to the most didn't get that experience for the first time it makes me feel bad for the multi-millionaire most famous person in the world celebrity.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of yesterday I remember everybody else had left so it was just me and Lauren and we were singing to the BTS carpool karaoke and Lauren was like oh I wish I could put that moment in a time capsule and I was like yeah like That Like, you know, you have those moments like that where you're just really grateful and happy. And I'm, like, wondering if these guys, these guys, (laughs) these K-pop idols uh, got to experience stuff like that. Because I think, like, you know, they have to apologize for going out with their friends. They have to constantly watch what they're doing, that it's hard to live freely. Uh, So I can only imagine that that must be really harsh on their mental health and their Mm -hmm. development, especially if you're starting really young, like 14
2: years old. Especially as young kids. um, The other day, I was talking to my brother about this. Um, There was a thing that um, SM Entertainment, who has NCT, their Japanese members posted this thing, and it was like, hey, um, Japanese boys, um, from years 2004 to 2010, come audition. And my brother, he's born 2011. And I was like, oh, haha, you can't get in, whatever. And then I was talking to him for real. And I was like, these are like 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds. Like, imagine what it's going to be like. Because, you know, imagine you're a 10-year-old. You're being pushed into this whole situation. You might be living alone, whatever. I think K-pop has a very certain age range for their um, idols. Like... Um, People always joke like, oh, tail from NCT, he's like 28. They're like, oh, he's so old. But in real life, 28 isn't old at all. That's actually really young. So I think this industry is really pushing this eight, a really young age for these people. And I think it's really weird to see that and compare it to our lives where like if you had a um, on to something who was 28 you'd be like oh my gosh she's so young but if there was a 28 year old k-pop idol then you'd be like oh she's old like she must be um gonna retire soon whatever so it's really weird to see the different age standards
0: yeah it's really really weird like there are these um like 15 year olds singing about uh love and stuff which is like fine i guess but it's weird knowing that there's 30 year old fans out there who are like watching these little kids perform. Um, And this, an example, I was talking about this with Lauren, but Ben did um, a song where they talk about like being our boyfriends, (laughs) like being the fans boyfriends, you know? And I was just thinking like, there's some 30 year old out there who thinks that they're dating this guy, this 15 year old. I just don't think that's right. Like, I don't, I don't like how, uh, in the k-pop industry they i don't know they they don't really protect their younger uh idols and stuff which i think they need to do definitely because you know like that's that's a lot to carry as a young person knowing that there's so many people watching you worldwide and like the fact that people like i don't know 10 20 years older than you are like in some cases have a crush on you you know like that's so weird i don't like it at all
1: this isn't really a k-pop idol but i would say that she's a k-pop idol in the making um her name is ella gross and i think a lot of people know her because uh people say that she's basically the kid version of uh jenny kim from blackpink and i'm pretty sure ella is also signed under the same label as blackpink but Ella, she's absolutely stunning, and she's really talented. And she is, I think, two years younger than us. I'm pretty sure she just turned 11. Anyways, I love her so much. Um, and I was like, hmm, I wonder, like, what work she's done, because I'm pretty sure she's in a TV show. And then I found this commercial, and it was for Baskin Robbins, the ice cream place. Um, but anyway, Baskin Robbins is not very big around here but in Korea I'm pretty sure like almost everybody has had Baskin Robbins um and a lot of celebrities um do a lot of like collabs uh with Baskin Robbins so I was like wow this is like a great opportunity for her and she did this whole ad and I'm pretty sure she was eating ice cream in the ad or something but it flopped because so many like disgusting men were sexualizing her and the ad was not sexual at all she's like nine in that commercial and she's just eating ice cream and that's it's so gross and I feel so bad for her like imagine her mom like her parents like they must have been so proud that you know she landed this huge commercial um and then it turns out that she you know gets a very very terrible response from it um and a lot of the comments under the ads they were sort of like disgusting backhanded compliments it was it was really weird because obviously she's gorgeous she's a model but these old men were like oh yeah every woman in Korea wants to look like her and every man in Korea wants to be with her and I was like excuse me she hasn't even hit puberty yet it's crazy
0: Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of sexualization in the k-pop industry um like you know kind of going back to the creepy fans thing so many of them sexualize these poor k-pop idols uh and especially the women k-pop idols um because you know normally they dance on stage with the like skirts and stuff and sometimes their stylists um aren't considerate of uh like how they style them so they sometimes will like their skirts will ride up a lot and then like when the wind will come by it'll blow up their skirt and they're just these disgusting people who take pictures of that post it everywhere I know, right? And like, oh my god, make it into videos and gifts and stuff. And like, how disgusting are you? Like these women—they're young women, and they're just trying to perform and do what they love. And there are men out there who are just taking all the fun away from it. Like that is just so disgusting.
1: Yeah, I think it's also kind of creepy in a sense that a lot of K-pop idols have a ton of content of themselves out there. Um. For example, in a lot of BTS, Bangtan Bombs, I'm pretty sure is what they're called. They're just basically like short little clips of BTS like going about their day. And obviously like they want to make content for us, their fans. But I hope that, you know, they realize that they don't have to. Like they've already done so much. And I hope that they don't have to feel like, you know, they have to put on a show or you know constantly provide uh songs and musics and videos and all of that um I think they work so hard and I honestly just want them to like rest and go live their best lives well I think a big part
2: of that is that they don't have the choice it's um the companies that are saying hey we need to push this out like I was saying earlier their lives are planned out for them like okay, so we need this by this month, we need this by that month, this by this month of this year. And I think I wouldn't be able to handle it. I, I couldn't deal with that personally.
1: Yeah. And also like, this is a little different, but when you're under a modeling agency, they take your measurements and, um, as a model, you're kind of expected to maintain those measurements. Um, for whoever client so if a client books you they expect you to be a certain size and if you don't show up as that size it's not really like you know what I mean it's it's a whole other thing but similarly I think a lot of k-pop idols might have feel like they have to maintain their skills if that makes sense um which is why I think they practice so much because just because you're Like the best dancer in the world doesn't mean you're going to stay the best dancer in the world. You have to maintain that by a lot of practice. And it just kind of makes me sad. I don't want them to overwork themselves.
0: I know Lauren said something about uh, how she wouldn't be able to handle the pressure of being a K-pop idol. And I'm just curious, out of all of us guys, who do you think would last the longest as a K-pop idol?
1: I don't want to picture you guys, you know, practicing 12 hours a day, but I think maybe... Ava, because I know that she practices a ton, but
3: no, I don't. But
0: yeah, maybe. Eh. Ava's really disciplined, so I think she'd she'd be able to handle it somehow. Yeah. Uh, I think who's who's the one that would drop out? Me. L- 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 well, L- or Lauren. Lauren maybe. Yeah.
3: I, think I feel like because... Laura wouldn't vibe with the light or like she wouldn't be like, she would be like, this isn't okay. You guys are overworking me. And she would like, yeah, set her yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, it's not like she can't handle it, but she would be like, this is wrong, you know, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. Like being assertive, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah.
2: Like, I think you would go along with it because you have the drive, like you want to be a K-pop Yeah, idol. no, you
3: want to be a K-pop idol. So that that's like, in that sense, me? I did it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you're into it. I don't know nothing about it. And
1: and also, I mean, dancing is extremely physical. And I think that yeah, and Sophie so is physically fit in order yeah. to do the seven, eight hours of training.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I have a lot of drive, so I guess I'd probably just go along with it. Like I'd know that they were overworking me and stuff, and I'd just be like, okay. Whatever you guys say. So, like, realistically, none of us are going to be K-pop idols. <laughs> uh, But I think if, we're, if we all were K-pop idols, I feel like Ava would last the longest.
1: The reason why I said Ava was because I'm kind of similar to Ava in this sense, but I can go a really long time without talking to anybody. Um, it, I, I love people. I'm really social, but if I'm really working on something, I don't have to talk to anybody every day. So I think that in that sense, um, Ava would probably last long because, you know, if you're training for that long every single day uh, with no breaks, then you don't really have time to, you know, FaceTime your friends and catch up.
0: So those were our thoughts on the darker side of K-pop. We wanted to shine some light on the mental health of K-pop idols and remind everyone that they're people too and fans should know their boundaries. Thanks again for
3: 760 downloads. We appreciate everyone's support. Thank you and we'll see you next time.